Ladies and gentlemen, your man Clay here. This is just a quick disclaimer before episode two begins to make you all aware that upon recording, due to COVID and the lockdown, we were not able to do this interview in person. This was done over technology. And there are one or two incidences where the technology appears to fail us just a tad, uh, with the audio being slightly out of time and it almost sounds like we're talking over each other on one or two occasions. But I really don't think it will affect your listening experience. We really hope you enjoy this episode and really hope that you can take something away from our conversations with Rosie and Lauren, or as you may know them, Aurora and L.A. Taylor. Enjoy, guys. Performance, performance, performance. It's time to do the podcast. With King and Clay. Our microphones to your ears. So grab yourself a cup of tea, sit down, relax, put your feet up, and enjoy. Welcome to episode two of Performance, Performance, Performance with King, that's me, and my friend Clay. Clay, how are we, mate? That's me. Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah. Struggling through the lockdown. Again, it's taken us a while to get to episode two, isn't it? It's tough with the lockdown. Everyone's so busy. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, though. It's making things difficult. We can't meet up and do these sort of things. It's getting, you know, everybody on Zoom and sort of making everybody kind of available. But, you know, we're here. We got there, mate, didn't we? We had the same problem with the first one. Yeah, we are. How's your lockdown so far? Uh, How's it been so far? Not too bad. Yeah, Yeah, I'm, I'm staying strict with, like, my nutritional choices and I'm working out every day and I'm just trying to kind of bring some normality you know what I mean it's because it's tough when, when you when you're yeah. stuck when it's nothing you kind of feel a little bit like you're stuck in one room so I, I sort of try to just if I can try to get a workout each day and just test myself each day try to do something play a little bit of chess just something that uh that keeps me going <laughs> you start to learn chess I'll play one game <laughs> well, <laughs> you'll have to tell us a little bit more about that <laughs> yeah. in the future. Yeah, if we, yeah. <laughs> but I think whilst we're on it, we should uh, announce our guests as we uh, put on social media. We did have two special guests that we wanted to bring in to episode two. Our first guests. Yes, yeah, our first one. So I will be. I will introduce them now, ladies and gentlemen. Rosie, or to the wrestling fans, you'll know her better as Aurora, and Lauren, and you will know her as La Taylor. Welcome, ladies. Hello. Hey, hello. How's it going? It's all right. <laughs> we just sort of pretended we weren't there for for a few minutes. Yeah. I know we were sort of sat there the whole time waiting. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh look! Oh, we've just wandered into oh, this. So you, 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 guys were in the green room. you weren't. Just you say like introducing as if we're yeah, like backstage at the, on the Ellen show, waiting to be brought out on stage. <laughs> we're just sitting give me my free Ellen. Please don't try and compare us to Ellen. We're much better than Ellen. Sure. Maybe she's just maybe the budget's not quite there, you know. Well, she's just Dory to me. I can't take her seriously. She's just Dory. I've never seen an episode of yeah, Ellen or Helen or whatever else she's called. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. Helen. <laughs> I don't know. Ellen's great. Anyway. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. How how are your lockdowns been going? Um, yeah, uh, really okay. not too bad. I see you've been doing you've been doing your live stream uh, PT sessions again. Yeah, I've been working out basically every day, trying to keep 
um, some people engaged and fit and active as well, keeping people sane. So yeah, I've been out on the Facebook lives in my group delivering some classes, which has been nice. It um, keeps me in check and it gives, I think, people something to sort of do the same time every day and to move around a bit. So yeah, it's been good. Have you have you taken part, King? Have you done uh, Rosie's uh, workouts? With you. I was tempted. I saw a post earlier on Facebook saying it was the same time every day um, that they do the workouts. It kind of made me think I'll die or something, just so I can get in there and get a session with those guys. It would be good. It does look really good. And she's doing the right thing, yeah. like she said, because if, if you're someone that is, is training all the time, like I know Rosie is, it keeps you sane as well, because mm. you need something to, like I was saying to you a minute ago, Clay, like you need something that keeps you feeling normal during a tough time, right? We're, we're locked in mm. one house and you just, you need something that makes you feel like life's still you're living for something, you know what I mean? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta stay focused. Yeah. You gotta stay sharp, and it keeps you in check, like you said. So yeah, I think I'll definitely check them out for sure. Nice. I think for people, for people like us as well, like we're all creative people. So I don't know about you guys, but being stuck at home and sort of, you, you find yourself trying to find ways to be creative in that aspect. So, so having a goal and and doing those sort of things. Yeah, that's great. I saw PJ Jones was uh, took part in your um, live stream <laughs> and your yeah, workout. Yeah, I joined my group today um, and the first session today, and I think he, um, yeah, <laughs> he realised that it actually was pretty challenging, but I think he enjoyed it. A lot of burpees, I saw. He's just big. Burpees <laughs> in one section, which was four sets of thirty seconds. So he's, nice. he's a bit Ooh. dramatic there. <laughs> Lauren, what have you been doing to pass the time? Uh, me, yeah, PG is uh, he he is wont to be the drama king sometimes. Um, but yeah, no, awesome. I I really enjoyed Rosie's um, live workouts in the first lockdown. I haven't joined in with one so far just yet because I've been I've had pretty good weather where I am, so I've been out running and I've been really fortunate in that when everybody thought that they could kick out all of their weights and things for less money after the first lockdown, I was picking them up for less money. And so I've got a little bit of a collection of sort of, I've got some kettlebells and some dumbbells and weights here. And um, I've got, a, I'm picking up the rest of a weight bench uh, to set up tomorrow. Oh. So I can, I can, you know, I can do a few different things. I'll be joining in with those workouts for sure though. They're brilliant. Um, my favorite is actually, she does a weekend stretch, which feels amazing so um i never miss that one if i can help it or i'll catch up because what she does is she saves the videos for later which is really handy um but i yeah. didn't like yoga yeah well a little bit isn't it rosie a little bit like that yeah. um but yeah just um apart from that you know fitness and everything is is very it's at the forefront of my mind i've rejigged what i'm doing with my nutrition because i've got some goals that i wanted to achieve um in terms of my physique and things like that and i am not going to compromise despite this lockdown um so that's sort of what i'm doing i'm also a student and i also have two jobs so i'm busy 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 oh um I have two jobs in in a lockdown yeah man don't stop no excuse oh me. wow <laughs> i don't stop i don't stop for a clay, clay i've got a question for you that's right, true all this talk about working out then are you going to do Go rosie's workouts Listen, if I said if I said yes, no. would you believe me anyway? Right, well, there you go. What's the point of me answering the question? <laughs> no, actually, I, I am going to do one because 
I, I have we've actually been collecting um uh gym equipment and stuff here as well that my uh partner has gotten quite into into fitness and stuff so i've kind of got no real reason to yeah, ignore it so we've got I actually low partner she told me the yeah. first machine you collected was a vending machine <laughs> well it's true <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, I love these Snickers, do you understand? Filling it up. <laughs> it's a mini friend. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, we've actually got quite a lot of um, lot of stuff in, actually, which is, uh, I think, will come in handy. So I think I will jump into one of um, Rosie's uh, well, live streams. Fair, However, when I saw PJ complain about burpees, it did make me wince a little fair, bit. the majority of my workouts don't even require any equipment at all. So, you know, you can come in any oh. time. Excuses, excuses. Mm. Oh, well, no, no, no. I, I can use the equipment when I'm not doing you, Rosie's work. Well, you could, see. but will you? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I can't, I, can't do, I can't do a gym selfie at home, can I? I suppose I'll have to stand in the bathroom it, and take can. a picture. Yeah, just do it. Yeah, just do it. Do it. And then... <laughs> That's where I do it. <laughs> I'll, just, <laughs> I'll just hand over some money to someone because that makes me sweat enough as it is. <laughs> Uh, you got, you're I'll just do like that, and then it looks like I've worked out. That's true, yeah, it's true. So how is everyone coping in the sense of, obviously, it's kind of this lockdown all sort of came out of nowhere, but it didn't. I think we all kind of expected it was going to turn up. Obviously, a lot of plans uh, wrestling-wise in the wrestling world uh, are being halted again. How, how do... You, Lauren and Rosie, how do you feel about sort of your momentum being stopped a little bit in the in the wrestling world? Um, for me, it I felt as though I really had a great start to 2020. Um, by the time we sort of hit February, um, my training was ridiculous. My physique was getting exactly where I wanted it to go. Uh, bookings for new companies, I was traveling around and training. I had training books all over the UK, and I was looking sort of to train um in europe and it's just it is frustrating of course it is what i try and do is i try and think oh it's just it's postponed it's not cancelled um but yeah i really it's this stop start stop start sort of thing where you feel that you it's always that way when you can't do what you love um but yeah i'm just uh just trying to think be ready just be ready for when it comes back, I suppose. That's that's all you can do. You've got to just um, keep your eye on the prize and remember what's important to you. So, yeah, it, it's hell of a difficult, and it's so difficult to stay motivated, I think. Um, I'm not sure how Rosie's been coping with that. Well, the same, really. It's like you say, it's the stop-start that's the issue. Um, we had four months off to begin with, and then, you know, despite trying to stay as fit as you can, you're never going to be ring fit without the ring. It's not the same. Exactly. Um, so, so after the four months off you know going back into it just it was so hard it felt like even though I knew in my mind what to do but my body was like starting again and everything hurt again so that really sucked um and then obviously we then started um the unit 10 and everything and that was great um uh, we got a lot of of those done and then I really felt like I was starting to relax into it more really come into my own and then you know bam had another lockdown again which was a bit shorter wasn't too bad and then it was like okay we're open up again and then I kind of felt like I 
had another a wave of like, okay, yeah, I've got this, I'm on a roll. Um, you know, trading is going really good, making those improvements, loving life, and then bam, lockdown again. So it is, it's just frustrating, like you say, it's the in and out, in and out, um, which is the worst. And like I say, you can stay as fit as you like, but it's never quite the same. And I have got a memory like a goldfish, and I, I do, I don't do things all the time, I do forget them. So I know full well that we'll get back in the ring and I'll be like, right, do with this. And I'm just going to be like, I don't, I don't know what that is anymore. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like that muscle memory, yeah, isn't it? It's yeah. like getting back and doing the yeah. thing. You get, your, body gets, your body gets used to not taking bumps for a little while. Yeah. So those first few bumps stuck. So what do you, what would you ladies say, right? Because you're not going to be the only ones going through something like that, right? There's lots and lots of people affected all, all over Great Britain, right? If it was your moment to give somebody some advice, right, in that moment, if they were struggling or something like that and they were maybe a little bit uneasy um, about perhaps not going back to something like wrestling or, or whatever it is they do, maybe they play chess in their spare time, right? Whatever it is they do, right? What advice would you give them? What advice would you give to somebody that's going through a bit of a tough time when, with the lockdown? I mean, how, how are you coping then? Because here we're hearing, obviously, you're both trying to stay focused, trying to stay sharp. What would you just say to somebody that's struggling to stay sharp during a lockdown? Well, what I probably would say is what really helped me out in the first big lockdown is I... In the beginning, in the first sort of week, I was like, right, that's it. I've got to try and do this. I've got to try and do that. I've got to try to keep my physique exactly the same. My fitness is exactly the same. I've got to do this, got to do that. But realistically, you just can't. So you need to really, the first thing you need to do is just try and let go and take the pressure off yourself to try to be the exact same person as you are when life is normal because you just can't and you're just going to put way too much pressure on yourself so try to use this time to do other things so even if it's within fitness so I spent I mean not so much now because it's just absolutely bloody freezing but in the first lockdown especially I did loads of running loads and loads of running because I never run normally I lift weights and I wrestle and I do gymnastics and I do pole but I don't ever really run so I was like, look, I can't pole, I can't wrestle, I can't realistically lift weights. I've got like a couple of bits at home, but you know, I can't be deadlifting 110 kilos and you know, at home, I just can't. So I just thought, okay, there's no point in me sitting here crying about the things I can't do. Let's just try to focus on some things that I can. And that's what really got me through. So I was like, okay, this is a good time running. I taught myself how to do handstands in the first lockdown because that was something that I would normally avoid like the plague and I could avoid it because I was so busy doing everything else. So I decided to do that instead. Um, reading, you know, even if it's something completely different that you think, oh, I fancied having a go with that. I don't know, bloody knitting, chess, you know, <laughs> try something that you keep meaning to do and put your focus in that positively instead of sitting around negatively like I had to kind of accept the fact that I probably was going to lose a little bit of strength might lose a little bit of muscle mass because I realistically can't lift the same weights that I can when I'm in the gym six days a week so I had to just let go of that and say okay now it's my time to improve and work on myself in other ways nice nice no, Chase, can I ask you, I'll, let me ask you a question, actually. It's um, obviously you're, you're a wrestler, but you're a promoter and a businessman and a coach as well. How does that 
you know, with the current times of coronavirus and the lockdown, how is that now impacting? Now we're in a third lockdown, another year of of business being affected. Yeah, we, I mean, you know, we talk what is that like for you? It's like it's more than and people that love to perform will understand this, but perhaps people that don't have that bug that we've all got won't quite understand. It is I don't care what anybody says. It is more than the money because they will say, well, the money you lose from you know we still got overheads to pay. All right, so we've still got a business to run effectively that cannot run. So, so there is a financial impact. Stronger than that, right? Is the is the is the social impact and like the the mental impact it has on people. For we all know what it's like to want to perform, mm. right? We all know what it's like to want to, to to love something so much that it's what you get out of bed for every day, right? And when that's taken away from you, or when that's not even just taken away, but treated like wrestling and, and the performing arts have, have been treated in general it's just like an afterthought of the last kind of last thing that mattered it just it's a, not just insulting but it's really really a little bit demoralizing so i've spent you know years building something you know with reach trying to build something really that i really cared about and to just kind of be told and messed around and and, and sort of forced to close and it's 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 frustrating is the best word i mean there's other words i could use but but like to keep it PC, it's frustrating. You know what I mean? Is 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 the thing because you're trying to do what you can, but your hands are so tight. You know what I mean? Mm. Your hands are so tight because it, it with a lockdown, it goes from you can do a lot to you can do a little to you can do nothing. You've got to sit and, and do nothing, and it's very frustrating. You know, it's very frustrating. Uh, it's the, the... Yeah, it is frustrating. I think with. With everything that's going on, however, hopefully this will be the year of better things and, and you know, uh, there is some light, you know, out there. <laughs> Upon the horizon, everything will be better. We have to stay positive. Um, Landfall will cry. Be forever, will we? um, you know I mean, things, things will get better again and perhaps maybe no. we'll appreciate it a little bit more, Well, you know, because of this, you know? We can only hope. We can only hope. Now, obviously, Rosie and Lauren, a lot of people listening to this will obviously know you through your wrestling career, which we will get to. Um, but you guys actually have quite an interesting history within acting and theatre and things like that. You do. So as you spoke, Rosie, why don't you tell us your background? My background. Well, it's kind of a uh, complicated one. I think I the road to wrestling was a very long and winding one and it was um, it just really never thought it was where I would end up because it certainly wasn't where I started. I actually, when I was um, a lot younger, when I was probably about 10, I really wanted to dance. Uh, I was a dancer, so I was dancing all the time. I was in a dance team and we used to go around the UK and do competitions and performances. Um, so, I mean, that sort of went through until I was 15. But actually, even before that, to be honest, I've always been a type of uh, performer. So not... What sort of dance were um, Everything pretty much apart from ballet, because I always hated ballet, but I did literally a bit of everything. So I did um, street, hip-hop, contemporary, lyrical, um, jazz commercial lindy hop everything you can really think of it just just everything um i just oh, loved, wow. i loved dance loved it so much um 
but even before all of that, I always kind of was a, a performer. My my dad uh, was a children's entertainer. He was a clown. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Oh, really? Not many people really uh, know about it. So I'm surprised that I've decided just to, you know, tell everybody now, but why not? Um, yeah, it, yeah, you it, it, that it one right out. It makes sense <laughs> when you know me, you know my background. So yeah, my um, my dad used to be a clown. We used to actually all be a family of clowns at the time. So it was me and my mum and my dad. Not, and not my a lot has changed for you, is it? Not a lot has changed, you know. <laughs> not much has changed. Um, I can smell a new yeah. wrestling gimmick coming yeah. on, Chase. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, no, you cannot. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> We used to perform, we used to do, you know, events, functions, conventions, uh, family events all over the UK, puppet shows. So I was, you know, doing puppets and voices and stuff when I was, you know, a kid. I did, oh. did all of that stuff. And then, um, yeah, then got into dance, dance for a, a long time. And then I wanted to do dance at college and really pursue that kind of line of career. And uh, then when I went to college, I ended up doing a first diploma in acting with dance because that was kind of your your intro and you had to do it with the acting tacked on. That was kind of like just just part and parcel of it. And at the time I was kind of like, oh, you know, it's many of the dance that I want to do, but sure, you know, whatever, I'll give this a whirl. Um, not really, I say not having experience, I've always kind of performed and, you know, but never really having that structured script, scenes, plays, you know, that kind of thing. And I just absolutely loved it, fell in love with it immediately, absolutely adored it. And then when it came up to move um, up into the, the national diploma, the, the BTEC that I did, you then had to choose. What's the difference between a diploma and a, and a national diploma? Well, it's because when I started college, I actually started a year early and I was 15. Um, and I didn't have any GCSEs uh, or anything at the time. So what I needed to do was to do the first diploma, which was the equivalent of whatever GCSEs it was. Um, so that you could get onto the national diploma. So the first diploma was like a one year intro so that you could then have the equivalent qualifications to do the national one. Sure. So that's why I had to do that. Um, so, which also backstory, because now I'm like, I haven't got any GCSEs, not because I'm thick, <laughs> because I didn't go to school. So I straight up just didn't take them. Home educated kid, we'll just gloss over that one. It's out the bag. So, um, Yes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so did the national. And then when you started the national in my head, I was like, I want to dance, want to dance, want to dance. And you could do um, just purely dance or you could do performing arts. And then at the end of uh, the first year that I did the intro year, I had to make the choice, which I never thought was a choice. I thought I only ever wanted to dance and be a dancer. That's what I want to do. And then once I had that taste of the performing and the acting, I I just loved it. So I ended up choosing the performing arts mm. route and then ended up going more down that way, um, which uh, you have a little bit of experience there too, Clay, because we actually were at college at the same time, if you remember correctly. Yes. We were. Yeah, well, I was just about to say this is this is Truro, which yeah, Lauren went to as well. 
in the same theatre. But but I, I don't think our, our paths didn't cross. I don't think Rosie. I, th- I know me and Lawrence did, which we'll probably get to in a moment. But like, I don't remember. I think we I think we actually have to catch the same bus to school I, or something at uh, college. Sorry, know, I, th- I, I don't know. We definitely caught the same bus for a while. You were in your last year, and I was in my first year, so I was in that intro year, and um, so you um, guys, I remember. So you you would have been in you would have been in first it the year after me then, because yeah. so I did I did, I did first diploma, and our final major production was Wind in the Willows, and then that was your end of year with oh, Shakers, I believe. Everyone was going on about how good Shakers was. Everyone was like, oh, your FMP, that you're pretty good because Shakers was really good. And I was like, of course Shakers was really good. Of course it was <laughs> with that bloody Luke. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a good play. Like, it was good fun. We turned two, two, two theatres into a nightclub yeah. and it was great. It, it was, was awesome. We set the bar. We set the bar. Because your year was so good that everyone was like, oh, your year's going to be crap. And I was like, um, you wait and see. (laughs) Honestly, it was a disaster leading up to that. The the rehearsal process and everything was... Because, again, as you you pointed out, uh, to to kind of do dance, you kind of had to do acting. And obviously, I did performing arts for the acting. Exactly. And we had to do dance. But a lot of it. Yeah. And a lot of the people only wanted to be dancers and then were having to do, you know, the acting, which they really didn't want to do and they didn't enjoy and they didn't like it the same way. So I used to get really frustrated at these people that I'm like, you know, I love this and you're making this really difficult because you're not learning your lines, you're not being professional, you're not turning up to rehearsals and we've got a show to perform. So even though the show was good and, you know, people talked about it after, the rehearsal process leading up to it was a nightmare. Me because <laughs> I not... loved dance so much and was at, was at the time a, a pretty skilled dancer and then I um, also found this new passion for acting as well that I actually just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed both sides of it. So that really did me well. And, and um, you know, I really excelled the whole time that I was at college. So I just, I just loved all of it. I loved absolutely every aspect of it. They were like, here's loads of lines, cool. I want to learn them, absorb it, go watch this play. Absolutely will. Let's learn this choreography. Great, I'm there. I just loved every minute of it. So is that, Lauren, is that where, did you meet Rosie at college? Is that how you two became friends or was it through college or did you know uh, each other no so i met a young rosie when she was 12 and i was just slightly older than 12 <laughs> um, <laughs> um i bet you were still six yeah, foot then as well weren't you i can't i i was born six foot i came dancing right out um no uh so yeah that's, i met rosie when she was 12 while she was being homeschooled and sort of saw her go from uh, her dancing competitions and things through into the educational route. So it was quite interesting to see this incredibly unique person grow up essentially in front of me. Unique hairstyles, oh, I remember, from, from uh, she, it's, back she's in the day. So brave with it. She's so brave with it. She's braver than most of us with the... Nobody backcombs anymore. Nobody My does that anymore. I'm incredibly damaged from the backcombing. Between the ages of 13 <laughs> to 19, my hair will never be the same. Mm. 
<laughs> so Lauren, you did um you you did more behind the scenes stuff when you went into theatre and college. I and did stuff. when I that point, that right? but um my sort of uh, I always wanted to be an actor. Um, and quite a serious one. I wanted to join the Royal Shakespeare Company, and I knew I wanted to do that by the age of eight. Um, wow. <laughs> um, I was always a massive wow. sort of reader, and I would read um, things like um, the Bronte sisters' novels and things, and then I would watch adaptations on the television, and I thought, I want to act out. I want to be like these people acting this out for other people to see. And um, I would... Do, I would sing and dance for like my relatives and things as you do and um, put on like little shows in my grand's front room and she would you know a lot a lot of um, adults a, a bit too busy for that but my my gran oh my lord she would encourage me so much she'd be like all right I'm sitting down I've got my cup of tea come on out and I'd come out she'd be like no no introduce yourself and I'd be like okay <laughs> and so there'd be this big uh, There'd be this big entrance as you come through the door, like introducing, and I'd have to do a big, uh, you know, and it'd be the the silliest little thing, like a show called Lauren Falls Over or something like that. <laughs> I, I I would just want to. Uh, yeah, that, that that's all I that's all I do now. Really, I do a lot of that. Um, <laughs> that um, but yeah, like I I had a real need from a young age to just sort of I. Uh, <laughs> I suppose it's quite dark, really. I had a need for people's love and to, I wanted to make them feel something and I wanted to make them laugh because when I saw my grand laugh, I just thought, isn't that the most brilliant thing? Like, I have no idea what I just did, but she's she's just delighted. Um, and so I, I joined um, a local youth theatre company when I was six and we did sort of two or three shows a year and that was very much... Um, dancing singing and acting and I took up some musical instruments none of which I'm any good at um but I I really enjoy singing and I was I, I I'm not terrible at singing I'm not gonna say I'm, I'm amazing because that's arrogant so I don't think I am either but I very much enjoyed that um and I I just was immersed oh, in sort of I've music theatre and stuff like that I've heard I'm sure I heard you both sing can you both sing quite well we can both sing, yeah. Yeah, we can be honest. I'm sure I heard you both sing. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, we, we, we both, um, we had the same um, singing instructor for a while as well, and it was just wonderful. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, so that's that's how I sort of got into it. I was in that youth theatre company, Big Up Avalon Youth Theatre in Weybridge, Cornwall, because they're still going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I do I, I go oh, back I and teach that. those guys sometimes, and it's really it's really interesting to see how young um, actors are coming along these days um, with more money and resources than we had. Like they they the sky's the limit for those guys. No. Um, but yeah, you know, um, I oh, that's how I got into it. And as I was, I'd stayed there until I was sort of seventeen. Then I uh, and I studied sort of drama all the way through school and through GCSE. Um, and it sort of went hand in hand with my love of literature. I went through to A-level drama, um, and I had to quit the youth theatre because I was learning like six plays at once at any given time. Um, and yeah, so I was oh, like, well, I can cut this in. I can cut like two plays off of this by, and I I can just learn four plays at any given time because that's so much easier, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah. 
So it, it, that was very much, it was a sad decision. It still gets me now. Um, but yeah, I, I sort of had to leave there for that reason. Um, and when it came to the end of my A-levels, I did very well. I very much wanted to go to, like, I always wanted to go to RADA. Um, yeah, for sure. That, oh, yeah. So, like, I had the me RADA too. prospectus, which is, um, like, when I was 10 years old. And I used to print out a new copy of it every year. My mum used to be furious when I ran out of paper and ink. Um, and I keep it next to my bed. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, no, well, I, I desperately. Uh, help that. me out because I, I don't know what that is. What, what is that? That like, what a perspective. What actually is that? Uh, yeah, so the prospectus is just like it's um, a program of study, but the school, RADA, is the, what was it? The Royal Academy if of dance and acting the dramatic arts. Dramatic arts. Thank you. i went i went really really blank then and i was yes. really really scared yeah yeah and and but that's that's essentially it's one of the top acting schools drama schools in the country like you got that in lambda they're they're kind of the ones that are exactly. at the very top um, my, i i got very interested in um the production and the behind the scenes sort of things because my dad and his friends were basically the crew for all of the shows for the youth theater and they got to learn and go on courses for lighting and pyrotechnics and things and i thought well to get a more rounded view of everything before i go to university or go to drama school um i it was free at that point to do another two years at college so that's when i did the production side of things and that's where i met clay um i was a six foot tall incredibly angry goth chick <laughs> with fake dreads and i goth literally chick. would be like you get out of my theater now <laughs> i was like I they were that's not I even an exaggeration who is that scary witch we used to get the bus together and that those were ooh, turbulent mornings heady times i would still be hungry <laughs> and literally running for the bus yeah. every day it was it was amazing but yeah but it's but it's weird because we sort of we knew of each other then but we didn't really communicate and then we met each other again through wrestling and it took us a little while again to click on that we actually knew each other before yeah and it's just that weird callback you're like oh yeah there you were and it's been like you know i, I mean what's that now 11 yeah. years ago Uh, what? What did you, what did you ask? Yeah, yeah, about that. Yeah, that's yeah. what I thought. Yeah, I just wanted to... about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can understand, Jace, with someone who's got as much of a personality as you have, and such need for wanting to entertain people. Why you yeah, haven't gotten into so theatre before? Because I think my upbringing, right? Um, my family were we were all military. We'd never gone, it was like hard work or no work, basically. And later on in my parents' life, they chose no work. But, but, but for, a lot of, for a lot of it, it was hard work. <laughs> so, so they, I think growing up, there just wasn't, I mean, college and university and stuff, they were words I heard, but they weren't ever an option for me. It was when you finish school, if you finish school, it was like, if you finish school, go out and earn some damn money, you know, put some food on the table. And that was just what we did. So as much as I would have would have loved to do theatre or to do some performance other than wrestling, I just it just never was um, like a, 
something I ever thought was possible. I didn't have anybody guiding me saying, listen, these are your options. You know, you could you could get into, you know, some form of drama or performance or acting or um I just never had that that sort of what would you call it, support network, I guess. And as a kid, coming from the sort of area I come from and yeah, I wasn't off my own back thinking as a as a 15, 16 year old who's just left school. I wasn't thinking, right, the first thing I'm going to do is go and study and be skimp for another three years. That was just not how it works. You know, at 16 years old, that just wasn't the, wasn't the way my mind was working. But, you know, I don't regret it because, you know, I, I am where I am now. But it's really cool to hear your guys story. So so let's go back a minute. So at this point, right, Clay and Lauren, you're in the same theater. And Lauren's a goth chick who's shouting at everybody. <laughs> and. and and this is where accurate, yeah. This this is down in Cornwall, is it? Right. Yeah. Okay. So 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 talk me through yeah. that. So you guys are in the same group in Cornwall. Uh, let's go from there. So 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 what, what talk me through that? Well, it wasn't so. Uh, <laughs> she was the scary goth chick, and I was the skinny little chav. We were um, It was a different time. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> We're just naturally what, set up to be mortal enemies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it was not. It didn't start off well. Um, but it was just. <laughs> it was just by chance. Obviously, we were doing the the final year performance, and obviously, Lauren and her studies was doing, you know, the behind the scenes stuff. I think they. I think it was Lauren and um, a handful of others that created the set mm-hmm. that we were performing on. Um, so it literally was just through crossing paths that way. I think we clicked on. I think I posted a picture of myself doing that show on Facebook about a year or year and a half ago or so, and Lauren commented and it's like, "I <laughs> oh, was at that show," and then and then that was it. Oh, we oh, we then okay. figured so, out what, how what, what and why she was at that, show? that scary goth chick came out again. <laughs> what? Mate, she was terrifying, man. Terrifying. She had like the hair, the like she had a massive chain on her jeans, <laughs> jeans hanging down by her ass. Like she was terrifying. Think I'm cool, man. Like those massive boots as well. So I was like an extra foot high. It was amazing. You, judge, you cannot judge people's yeah, the big fashion boot. choices. Okay, that's a that's a sacred time. That's a sacred. Yeah, it's a time for experimentation. <laughs> yeah. Now we could just judge you know, Jason's I, current I, fashion I sense. A shirt earlier that had just loads of crowns on it and hearts, and I was like, "Oh, like a king of hearts, perfect." But I couldn't bring myself to it. I I can't believe you gave away one of your flowery floral no, shirts, and someone that took it. Someone's dude. got it. Yeah, right. I gave away two. <laughs> I can't Emergency believe anyone actually took it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Uh, no, that was one of the students, wasn't it? Was that was that Cameron? He's hell of a, hell of a Connor. Connor. Now he's got. Honestly, you should see him. He looks smarter in it than you. <laughs> well, it, the thing is, it fits him. It was yeah. like three times too small on you. <laughs> so, go, right, right. So let's let's, let's go back to it, right? So, oh so yeah, we know Clay and Lauren are fighting in in the college, right down in Cornwall. Rosie, where are you at this point? Let's take you. From, <laughs> so you you've gone from doing your dance and getting into acting, uh, big through dance, right? Because they made you act as well as dance. Where did you go from there? What happened after that? 
So I was kind of, I was at same said uh, college, same said theatre. Um, oh, so all three of you, you're, I'm an encore we were, here. We were all there. We weren't all on the same yep. course, but we were all there. So I was sort of like a, a year behind, or I suppose really two years behind. So to say, I think Clay was finishing as I was finishing my first intro year, but we were all, we were all there. Sort of this, the, the one building at Truro College, which houses all of the the uh performing arts and and theater dance singing acting musicians the one building that hosts us all so we were all there at the same time we were all there milling around um all at once repping the Helford Helford. you can never sit in the cafe at lunchtime because all the Yu-Gi-Oh guys would literally take (laughs) the entire cafe so you could yeah so yeah big up to the Yu-Gi-Oh massive yeah, thanks for ruining <laughs> They were scarier than wrestlers, man. Was, I'm not even joking. Uh, they really that seriously. But yes, so we were all there at the same time. Um, and I did my my intro year, then went on to the the national, the BTEC, um, which uh, Clay did, which Clay sort of finished as I was starting it, uh, and did another two years there, and then sort of did the the more of the acting branch of it and just just loved it. Loved every minute of it um worked super hard got all the good roles uh in all the plays uh did really really well and i at the time really wanted to go to to drama school that was my next big goal i really really wanted to go um it kind of became my new dream uh so when i finished my time at college with a distinction star distinction star distinction Ooh, well so, done very well done i was done. just a super nerd i was they, they would like hand us coursework <laughs> and i would hand it back the same day like i was a massive massive geek in that respect oh, wait, a minute. Uh, wait a minute wait a minute so you were that good at acting in theater you were top of the class why aren't you yeah. top of the class at wrestling what's going on why are you going to hit me where it hurts the most <laughs> Okay, you go need on. to be this kind of person. <laughs> but anyway, um, loved it. And then I was going to go to school. I did a, I say a year of, but you know, did my season of auditioning for drama schools. And I just, well, there's two reasons why it stopped there, really. One was because when I went up to the auditions, I just didn't enjoy it in the slightest. And that really surprised me. So I did, mm. what did I do? I did Lipper, I did uh, Aura, I did... Sorry, sorry, Rosie, what, what, what are these things you're describing there? What, what... Well, the, the, there was a Liverpool Institute of Performing Arts um and that's the one that Paul McCartney used to be with yeah and Christ I don't you know what, I can't even remember what half them stand for now it's 11 years ago um but yeah but some of the some of the big drama schools that I went and auditioned to um Guildford School of Acting as well went to that okay. one and most of these auditions uh they're sort of over the space of like a day do you like an audition day and you'll go up and you'll get put into a group of people and you'll spend the day together and you'll do a tour of the place and then you'll do different waves of auditioning boo, 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 boo. and i just 
instantly disliked it and it was just so strange it was just something about whether it was just particularly that year or if it was those experiences but really put me off because the people that I were surrounded with were just really not nice there was a really I mean I know that it was going to be a cutthroat atmosphere and don't get me wrong like I can handle that it's not you know that wasn't the case of oh you didn't like me so I'm bother again but it was just it was just unpleasant everyone was just not very nice the people that you were going up in front of to audition for they were very you know not even interested in your existence. Um, it was just really, the whole thing was just really demoralizing. Um, and I just felt like whether, again, whether it was just the way that I took it at the time or if it was just the, the year or what, but it just seemed that everyone mainly was interested in what you look like, um, how tall you are, your hair color, you know, how you speak or, stuff like that and I just thought well my thing in life is that I'm a hard worker and it doesn't matter how hard I work because I'm always gonna look this way I'm always gonna be who I am and the whole experience didn't sit right with me but I did I did my auditions that I was gonna do um I didn't end up getting in anywhere for that year but they do say that it's kind of a thing in the the drama school that they everyone always says you don't get in your first year you've got to sort of do two or three rounds of auditioning okay. which also in itself i kind of thought okay mm -hmm. because also you the the and then this kind of goes on to the second reason why i never ended up going is because you have to pay your audition fees which i do understand obviously because yeah it's a big day they've you know it costs money to put on so i understand having to cover costs and I, i'm not slating it or anyone that wants to do it it's you know it is what it is but it wasn't cheap and when you're you know it is yeah when you're 18 just finishing college and you've got to pay your audition fee which can range from anything to you know 30 50 pounds to 100 pounds maybe more these days years ago so that's just that's just for the 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 luxury of contacting them and saying yes i'd like to come to your school please you've got to pay that up front and then obviously living in cornwall the travel and then if it is somewhere particularly far away you've then got to stay overnight um and then if you think about obviously i couldn't drive yet so that was trains um which are extremely expensive to get anywhere by train from Cornwall. All right, so, so, so for you, right, it sounds like the, the experience itself, yeah. it just yeah. it didn't add up, right, at that time of your life. For you, yeah. it wasn't something you could, you felt that you could follow, is what you basically yeah. said. Did it, what did it do for your passion for performing? Did it, did it change, did you come out of that saying, the hell with this, I'll never perform again and hang up your dancing shoes? Or, or was it like, you know, you, you just look for other outlets? What was the deal? Yeah. I, I just kind of looked for other outlets um, after a while. I kind of stepped back from the whole thing um, for a little bit. I mean, as I, I was saying, because it was so much money. And at the time, um, we didn't have our family business anymore. My dad was poorly. So we did not have a lot of money. We were really, really red line. So actually to carry on uh, doing all of the auditions, it wasn't an option. So I just thought, right, that's it. It's time for me to go and get a job. 
and subsidize myself, learn to drive. So that's what I did. And I still had this passion for wanting to perform. Um, and I just wanted to find other ways that I could do it. So I also joined like a, a local uh, little theater group. Well, I say theater group, we sort of did uh, variety show, singing, dancing, acting, that kind of thing. So I was still doing it on the side. I never really stopped. Um, and then shortly after that, I got into. Can I just, can I just big up the, um, that particular little theatre group, the Percival Players? I used to yeah. go and watch them, and it was amazing. In you the ticket price, you get a pass in the pint as well, and it was top notch. It was best, it was best stuff, one of you. I loved Great it. Fun. Great fun, big up Percival Players. Yeah, you pay your, your, your entry ticket, you get a evening of entertainment, yeah, and a pasty and a pint to boot, oh. and it was the bomb, yeah, it was on. Oh, it was... That's like the best yeah. type of theatre, I think, a pasty and a yeah. pint so, and a play. Is that, is that like a... So I love that I'm, idea. I'm, I'm a punter, right? <laughs> and you are saying I could turn up the theatre and watch just like a local group of guys and girls that aren't... Um, go into sort of like a, a high-end acting school or something like that and it's just basically a group of people that love to perform right they love the performing yeah. arts they got together they're going to put on a play and someone like me could come in with a few of my mates or girlfriend if I have one or whatever the hell and just come in and and and, and stay there for a night and have a pint right a pasty and just watch you guys perform is, is that ultimately what that is that's exactly what that is yeah that sounds brilliant it was great. And it would you, great. Rosie, would you recommend to someone that maybe gets a bit disheartened about going to like a big acting school and maybe it's not affordable or it just doesn't work out for whatever reason, would you recommend to them to not give up and say, there's another option, there's another outlet, you would suggest something like that? There's always another option. There's always another option. If you've got a passion for something, it will, I find in life, it will present itself in other areas. So I had a passion for performing in some way or another my entire life since I was little. And wherever I went in life, it just presented itself in other ways. So if there's something that you're passionate about and you want to do, then just look for other ways that you can you can still facilitate that. So whether it's joining a, a local theatre group, whether it's taking up something else, but you still get to perform, just just go and try different things because eventually what you want to do will present itself and then that's when I kind of got into fitness because standing in front of a group of people leading a fitness class even though it's not exactly the same as learning lines and singing and being in a play I'm in front of people and I'm encouraging people and emoting people and it's a very similar thing and eventually your passion in life will shine through and it will lead you in the direction that you're supposed to go. I like that. That's good. Okay, that's sound. All right, and, and Lauren, so so that was decent, Rosie. That was really cool. It's good to know you're like that you didn't just give up after a setback, you just went into a different direction. And I think that's really cool. I think that's awesome. That's just kind of a uh, your attitude a lot of it is to not give up, isn't it? It's kind of mm. one of your one of your things. So that's really cool. And Lauren, you were so you were shouting at everybody, right? <laughs> In the theatre. Did, 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 did they <laughs> so, like did, did you get kicked out and fired or was it like you moved on? Like what happened? Where did you go from there? No, no. Um, I did really, really well um, throughout. I've, I've always done pretty well academically. It's one of the few things I actually can do, um, which I irritate myself with it. Um, but, you know, just, um, yeah, I, I sort of, I, my direction in life, I, I completely took a side swerve. 
Um, I had all of these plans and auditions and things in place and um, it became not possible for me to comfortably move on with that. It was There was a decision sort of stay here and have what you have or go and do what you want to do and I sort of um, felt pressured to stay where I was so I did um i worked so many jobs over the years um found ways to sort of branch out and perform still because i just can't help it, it <laughs> it's just I, who i am i can't help it. I, you know what like if there's if there's people i instantly want to know them i want to tell them about myself i want to make friends with them i want to say hey do you want to go for a drink I just I, I just want to make friends with everyone i'm insufferable and sickening with the amount that like, i just want to be friends with absolutely every person I meet um which is just hey do you want to go for a drink just you'll see someone on the street and just be like let's go for drinks and I'm like stop (laughs) yeah yeah Christ you wouldn't know that with me when I was in college I've I've gone on a journey okay (laughs) and you I, I sort of I I very much sort of went down a music music route. I was in a few bands. Um, I ended up joining a shanty group of all things. So I'm in an yeah. all female shanty group. Um, I yeah. Um, I started. Um, I uh, I started body painting. So I met like Julie Walter. I've got. I've got. I've got to ask. What's a shanty? Well, you know, sea shanty. What's a shanty group? Yeah, like, like proper sea shanty. And... Didn't you know you, that? You go, you go, like you go to like a. Okay. Do you not know that? No, I didn't. Know I that. still do that now. I was going to say, yeah, Lauren. Yeah, man. I remember her telling me some. No, stories. I didn't know that. She's really good. Oh. Well, I'm not doing it. I want to hear some shanty. <laughs> Them's the rope. Maybe if we all start singing. Them's the rope. Wow, you're right. And, and did you just say, before I cut you off, because I was rude like that, did you just say you um, met yeah, Julie Yeah, so I Walters? got into body painting. Um, I started, because I knew Rosie's dad, he sort of said, hey, you know, if you like doing this sort of thing, you could make some money by doing some children's entertaining. So I started running kids' parties. So I would do like a, a disco and party games, and we I would sort of jump around and be fun, which I know is hard to believe um and i would do face painting and things for them afterwards and i got really into it because i i've always painted and sort of sued art also um and so i went to a competition that was filmed for channel four they never aired it but i met julie walters and i i won my first body painting award i got like best new um so yeah that was a and yeah, oh, I so also cool. ended up working through that. I met some really cool circus performers and I ended up working as a human statue um, and do, and working at fairgrounds and things as like a wandering character that kids could take photos with. So I would always be like an ice queen or that one sense. who was dressed yeah. up for Halloween, things like that, you know? Um, so yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah it's very believable. Nice queen, yeah. Um, but you know, I, I would, yeah, I'd be, I'd do sort of character work, and that was always fun because when you're sort of done up in all of that makeup, you can, you can be whoever you want. You know, you take on that persona, which is nice. Um, so I found ways around it, um, 
and I, I was still doing things uh, as and when I could. Do you guys go to the theatre now? I mean, obviously not at the moment, but uh, do you still regularly go to the theatre and watch productions or yeah. have you sort of stayed away from I, it? I, I myself go sort of a few times a year, um, yeah. but it's, it is expensive, <laughs> but I try. Again, with, with us, is it's yes, it is. super far away, super expensive. Um, so I like to try to go to local things where I can um, to support the local productions and things like that and if there is a sort of a bigger show particularly that I'd like to see then I will but I can't say that it's something that I go to every week I'd like to go to more um but as I said it's it's not affordable to go every weekend anymore. this I think this is the other thing is and it's and it's been a, a topic for discussion for a while it's it's the the prices yeah. of the theater especially if you go and see those big productions uh, it, it's it's ridiculous they had i think what's it was it last year or the year before they had in the theater royal um in plymouth they had matilda yeah, so I the think. west end production of matilda come down um and perform at theater royal yeah. and it was yeah. like 80 80, yeah, 80 pounds so a ticket and that was a cheaper a, one a really lifelong friend of mine was like oh we'll go and see it and then we ended up not being able to go at the same time and then just it was so much money and you just yeah it's just it's a lot and it's a shame because again I understand why these things cost money but not everyone can afford to do it you know it's a totally no and this is the thing is that the theatre is an theatre is an experience is is incredible there's a weird uh, feeling when you stand in a the theatre so you know for for the fact that it's so so I mean, I've met pretty expensive, you know, just to be able to you, go. You meet and so many younger people that. who haven't been, and I think because maybe because they haven't had the pathway that we've had, where we've been in theatres, therefore we seek them out. Um, so I, I sort of, I had a, a little bit of spare mm. birthday money, and um, recently, I uh, Ruby, um, Tris um, from wrestling, she hadn't. She said, oh, I haven't really been to like the theatre or watched a show. So I took her there for her birthday and we watched Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, which is a massive gay camp show and is just funny and fun. Um, but, you know, that was one of the cheaper shows, you know, like the you go, like you say, you say the touring show of The Lion King tickets start at like 80 pounds. There were tickets in the front row that were 120 pounds each in, in Plymouth um, wow. for that show. And I thought, you know, like... It, it's very it it's not very accessible i think and i know that there are there are sort of schemes to make it more accessible i know that in the forces for example um they have um tickets and things put aside but i'm not so sure that there are perhaps that people there's an awareness of these schemes um yeah yeah, they, you can sort of get discounts if you're if you're you know uh, someone in the services and things like that. So was the Priscilla show the yes. last show that you saw in the theatre? Yeah. Oh Christ! Ah, what about you, Rosie? What was the last thing you saw in the theatre? I can't remember. Shakers. Shakers was it? Shakers. <laughs> it stuck with you, you know. You'd never see a better play. That's what I you thought. Honestly, can't remember. To be honest with you, there was like a time when I went to see like a few in succession, but I just don't even know when that was now. Um, but it was, yeah. It was, it was because also, mm. I mean, because our local, if you will, 
would be the Hall for Cornwall, and that's been closed for because they've been completely rebuilding it. How long's that been? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Must be like three or four years. It's been closed for a while now. Yeah, it is. No, no, it's not that long. Maybe about, I think maybe about three years, because I know, I know for a fact it was, yeah. well, I don't know, I say that, I mean, we're in 21 now. 2017 it was open, because I remember seeing a show that. I've, I've just been thinking about what, in the so last I want to say 2018, I think, maybe, it's been closed right? um, and, and I'm thinking here, I'm just working something out in my head, so cost of the cinema, right, is maybe, cinema's 10, 15 quid, right? You can watch a professional wrestling show, I know for a fact, for 15 quid, right? You can get a front row seat mm-hmm. for 20 quid. To a professional wrestling show. If I want to go watch football, my local mm. team is going to cost me 15, 20 quid. If I want to go see the top team in the country play football, I can get a ticket for 50 quid. Is the theatre not... You can go out drinking with friends, it costs you 40, 50 quid. If you're clay, it's even less. But can you not... Can you not... Is that not... Would you not say... Because like, I've never been to the theatre. Because again, my upbringing when I was younger, it never led me to ever think I've got some free time, go spend 80 odd quid on a theatre ticket. Is that not something that can be, is there not a way to make that more affordable for the everyday man and woman? I mean, is that What I've started to do is I've started to just go to smaller productions so that I can can go to more affordable viewing. So for me, I support, um, in Cornwall, I support... Miracle Theatre, who perform at the Asylum, which is a pop-up venue. Um, they call it the Asylum. Um, and Rogue Theatre, they do outdoor productions in places like Tahiti Woods near Camborne. Um, there are some arts council funded companies that you can support. And I feel, and you know, you can get tickets to those for sort of £12.50. Nice. Um, like same, same price as a wrestling ticket. You can go to those and you'll find that they actually are like some real hidden gems. Like one of my favorite productions I've ever saw was called um, Dead Dog in a Suitcase. And it was the funniest, most heartwarming production. And that cost me £12.50. And it was in a field in Cornwall um, in the asylum, the pop-up venue that um, Miracle Theatre have. Yeah. Uh, this is the thing as well. Those smaller plays, I went to go see a play called... Um... I saw a play called It's True, It's True, It's True, which was by Breach Theatre. And it were, and it was, a lot of people were talking about it. It was only in the drum. But a lot of people were talking about it and said, this play is incredible. You've got to go and watch it. I paid a fiver and I went to watch that show and it was three actresses, uh, very basic set. It blew me away. It was incredible. And then I think less than six months later, they recorded it for TV. It was on, BB, on the BBC. It had gotten such a, you know, a, a big following because people went, this is incredible art you know and i paid a fiver it's knee high theater at the asylum before i get roasted by my local friends carry on (laughs) (laughs) so so you you obviously you've got this um this huge actually quite quite in-depth performance background, which I wasn't quite aware of. And then you've now landed yourself years later, you've stepped into the into well, the wrestling Rosie, world. How did that um, start and me the journey we're doing the beginning of, like where we're trying to try a new months. Um and we sort of well, you carry on from there, Rosie, because you were the one who saw it first. Well well, 
Um, I actually saw an advert on Facebook, which was for a wrestling uh, training day with none other than yourself, Clay. If you okay. Well, I, I want to apologise in advance. Oh, I know. How cool. cool. It was, well, the struggle was real. Behave yourself. Behave yourself. Christ. May, because it was right near my birthday. And I actually remember it because it was, I'm pretty sure, on my birthday that somebody had tagged me in the post on Facebook. It was a friend of mine um, for the, the, the advert for the, the wrestling training day. And um, someone was like, oh, you'd be so good at this. And I, to be honest, before that, actually doing wrestling, being a wrestler, taking part in wrestling wasn't something I saw myself doing. But as Lauren said, we were sort of trying different things. Somebody tagged me in this, um, really local to us. And I just thought, yeah, go on then. That'd be a laugh. And that honestly was it. I just thought that would be a laugh. It kind of encompasses everything in my life right now that I do and that I love. So fitness, exercise, performing, athletics, it was all kind of rolled into one. So I thought, yeah, you know what? I will give that a go. Um, and then we did, we went along for the day and it was a lot of fun. Um, went in, <laughs> went in not being able to do you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Because I've just never done one before in my life because, you know, what? And uh, it was just really fun. It was just fun. And just just really enjoyed Black, it. it. It was something different. And it was just yeah. properly, just thoroughly in and out fun. And I thought, yeah, actually, I might be able to give this a good crack because, like I said, it's, it's everything that I love. And I just never really thought of putting it all together before it just it just never really clicked but it was that day that it sort of clicked that I thought yeah okay go on then and uh that was kind of that really and yeah Lauren you were there too and and we just had a really good day didn't we yeah I think like you know we were just riff each other and I think that something that's always been very obvious about the two of us from day one is although you had some incredible people there, you had like um, Danny Steele was there. He has like his MMA background and his fencing background and his uh, martial arts that he does and things like that. Um, you had lots of people there who were quite physically and movement wise uh, ahead of us in some ways. Like it took me three months to learn a forward roll, like you were saying about forward rolls. Yeah. Um, no idea. We had it, we had the ability to improvise and riff off of each other, and as soon as it came to right, okay, just cut us a promo. We we were just like boom, done. So fun. That was fine. Where and everyone else was like, what, what? <laughs> so it, it we had another. I remember that. I rem I remember you guys doing that. And I I remember you guys doing those promos, and I remember standing there going, ah. Holy shit, they're good. <laughs> like, cause you had, yeah. as you said, you had like, um, you know, Danny Steele was there, Jacob Kerr was there. Um, so there's a lot of people there that day that uh, have actually continued. Obviously, they went over to uh, Jason and Reeves and, 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 and Reach and, and obviously Excel. But it was just weird to look back on that day and went, 
everyone was good. I thought everyone was like really good. I remember Danny Steele, he's like, he was a little, little intimidating because he didn't say very much. And he had like shaved head and he said he did yeah. MMA. Yeah. Well, that's he but was like so super quiet. athletic ninja fighter and legit. It was, I was like, I don't want to come near you because you're just like, you're just, like, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to boast. But he, he credits me with bringing him out of his show, you know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Basically, uh, I was really horrible until he shouted back. I can happened, Lauren. You probably got flashbacks of when you were at uh, college again and started screaming at everyone. Stop shouting at people said. then. Was that what happened? <laughs> yeah, pretty I much. Think- there was that. There was one day when we had a car ride with Danny Steele, and I think that was that was that. I think we just yes. changed him. You brought him out of his. Um, we 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 brought him round to our yeah. way of life, yeah. basically, and he decided he would not be the long silent type anymore. No. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want. You, you don't No. We, You've corrupted him. The same way you went in. <laughs> how would you girls describe your journey then in reach so far obviously you've you've wrestled in other promotions as well but primarily you know you, you are seen at reach um how would you say your journeys have gone from when you arrived to training to where you are now <laughs> um i think for me personally, uh, I would say, like, for me personally, I feel as though um, I was underestimated by myself and everybody else around me. I don't think that I thought there was much potential there for me. I don't think anyone else did either. Uh, I secretly am an incredibly stubborn person. And I was just like, eh, you know what, I'll just keep doing it. Why not? Um, and I just kept... I. I don't know what it is. I don't that you shouldn't want to return to a hundred burpees, build a ring, run around the block like a million times, throw up a few times. Oh, and now you get to wrestle. Like it was punishing, punishing. Um, and I was a very large woman. Yeah. I was not in any way, shape or form fit to enter a ring. Um, and I think for me, the, there's been a huge sort of change in perception of who I am and what I'm can potentially do or what I am capable of, not only from other people, but myself as well. Um, I, you know, I've sort of, I, I'm still in shock, put it that way. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's where I'm I, You're I, still I enjoying it. it. I, 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 I haven't even got started, mate. I'm obsessed. Live, eat, eat. Mm. Well, you're a tag champion man. now. Yeah. <laughs> Tag team. You're, you're one half of the Reach Tag Team Champions. So, you know, you got to keep loving it for a little while oh, longer mate. yet. I don't think I couldn't love it for it. I'm obsessed. Oh, that's a good parent as well. Josh, actually, you know, it's you and Josh Knott. I love the, Josh Knott. Reach Tag Team Champions. He's one of my best pals. Um, uh, yeah, honestly, he, he gives bloke. me lots of talks and is like, come on now, motivates me and has been um, a really big part of uh sort of developing my confidence and things like that i think you know and, and my understanding of everything you know so yeah but he's great but anyway but i think yeah. Josh was very i'm not, much not sure how rosie like from your perspective rosie how was your from sort of day one how, how are you feeling <laughs> um yeah it's been 
bit mental, really. Like, like you say, just crazy. Um, I think it's mad, isn't it? I, I'm very much like you. Like, we're, we are really similar, wherein I'm just unbelievably stubborn. And um, I'm just completely yeah. attracted to things that are difficult. And when we started... <laughs> And even now, probably even well, more so now, in fact, more so even now, it's just incredibly difficult. And I think I thought I would have had a bit of an advantage of being a fitness instructor, being a PT, being pretty fit. And I didn't at all, basically. <laughs> I mean, not really, because it, like I said, it's just not, it's just not the same. And <laughs> I had, I've had to, during this whole journey so far, because as I said, you know, well, as we both say, we're just beginning. It really is just the start. But I've already faced so many physical, mental, spiritual uh, hurdles. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's difficult, but... I love it and I must do because I keep coming back <laughs> so I must do but it has been hard and I won't say it's oh it's just easy and it's a laugh and you do a bit of this and a bit of that and then you just get on oh, shows man. it's not it's, it's really bloody difficult and like you all know how how much I struggle with some things and oh, yeah. I've had to quite literally face some of my absolute biggest fears in my existence um inside of those four ring posts and for me it's made me even more physically strong than I thought I could be but even more mentally strong because there's things that I told myself my entire life that I could never ever do and I will never do I cannot do that I will never be able to do that I will die before I do that and now I can do some of those things and there's still a lot of things that that I really struggle with and that I find hard but I'm getting to a point where I know that if I just keep trying and I just keep pushing in my own way that I can keep going and and keep facing my fears and hopefully just keep improving and and keep going. Mm, mm. So when I did my dissertation, I did my dissertation at university on, on women in professional wrestling. I think I remember speaking to you guys at the time when I was uh, I was writing it because I really wanted the research um, to be genuine and authentic. I wanted to talk to women that were in it. And at the time when I spoke to you guys, we were at sort of still quite fresh into it and experiencing all these things. So it's been a little while since then now. Do you think that the wrestling scene for, for women and everything is getting any better? Or is it still, um, I think still got a long, long way to go? I the industry as a whole, you only have to look at um, the Weinstein scandal and things like that. Um, you know, th this isn't something that's just... Um, mm. uh, you know, this, this is the world over as well. Is in many different industries, not not just performing arts, um, but yeah. it's really difficult. It's really difficult. Yes, I believe things are getting better. Yes, I believe that on the whole, movements and things that have happened in this past year are for the greater good, and I do hope and pray that you know we we will see some positive change. My my great fear is that we could see things go too far the other way in some senses um i hope that it 
it doesn't sort of turn so there are people who are sort of saying oh they've been switched off from wrestling in particular because you know they they think it's bad now somehow but i think it's important to stress that this isn't something that's um unique mm -hmm. to wrestling and it's not wrestling that's to blame you know there are many fantastic people within wrestling fantastic promotions that we have so many fantastic performers for generations have had positive experiences and have been great role models and um it would be wrong to demonize uh the industry as a whole when it i feel as though you know it's it's not wrestling hasn't been around for very long yet i feel like you know it's it still has a long way to go and it would be a shame if uh people were switched off from it at this point if you see what i'm saying um so yeah i see it i see that the the experience for women within uh, at least the, the UK wrestling scene um, will improve, um, but I, I hope that it just sort of stays very positive and that we don't have any sort of negative thoughts and feedback coming through, you know? Mm. Yeah, no, 100%. No, just, uh, just listening. No, just because I didn't want to interview. I wonder where Jason's gone to. I think he might have fallen asleep. So I don't want to. <laughs> if I say too much, you know, like it can seem like I'm no. trying to push your views and opinions, which I'm not trying to do. So, so it was interesting when when you said how you guys feel your journey's been reached. I just thought I'd listen because it's no good me saying, and then you did this, and then you did that, and what about this? Because it's people want to hear what your story. You know what I mean? They've heard my story a thousand times. I will shut up. So I figured it was just best. For you know what I mean? So for once, let I wanted to hear what, what you ladies thought, and you know, it's interesting to hear like your, your perception on on how you know women are treated in uh, just entertainment in general, performing arts. So, um, I think like I take great pride if I'm going to say anything is the fact that you ain't treated yeah. any different than any of the blokes. You know, like when you come to exactly. school, we don't. I don't look at you and go, "Oh, she's a woman." I, I have hit you as hard or, or been as mean to you as I would anybody. <laughs> like, I wouldn't, I'd try to make you all quit, like ladies and men, I don't care. Like if you man or woman, it don't, you know, we, I think there's gotta be that equality and there's gotta be that understanding that, I mean, it would, would you say that's accurate or would you say that's inaccurate? And I'm just, you know. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's definitely accurate. And I think it's an attitude that is echoed um, by the students as a whole to take it back to the early days before uh, unit 10 or unit 26 uh, back in when we were training at Brickfields, um, a local leisure center. Um, I remember uh, we there was a comment made by an outside person um, saying, you know, oh, it's, it's so much more difficult because, you know, these are women and they can't do these things and they have to wrestle different and everything. And I remember I was stood there and I was shaking. And uh, the person who was stood to my right was uh, Joey Seven. Uh, or he wasn't Joey Seven at the time, but he was going to be. And he sort of turned to me and whispered, put his hand on my shoulder and whispered to me, don't listen to a word they're saying. You're going to do it exactly the same as the rest of us. And you can do exactly the same as the rest of us. You just got to work hard, just like the rest of us. And I was like, thanks, mate. And he was like, you work just as hard as anyone else. Don't let them make it seem that it's anything else. And that's very true at Reach. Um, you, you wrestle... Uh, you, you wrestle. You don't wrestle like you're anything. You just wrestle. Everybody is taught the same, um, you know, no matter how they identify. So, yeah, I would I would say that. And I think it's something that's ingrained in the culture there. Well, that's, a, that's a good sign. Unless you're Rosie, who gets treated differently because 
Yeah, unless you're Rosie, yeah. Unless you're me and then just apparently you're just the absolute... You just get trapped. So, with that, obviously now, um, new year. you know, we, we are now in a new year. year. Happy New Year to you guys. I'm so what is <laughs> what is time so let's say hypothetically you know tomorrow the world goes back to normal let's say let's hope <laughs> that happens what what's your goals uh, in the wrestling business for this year really good <laughs> um get really good work into the promotions i think uh, for me my mantra in life is work hard say yes to things um so I just work as hard as I can. I try my absolute best. And then when stuff comes up, I say yes. So that's kind of it for me, really. I'd love to wrestle at different promotions. I feel like that's the best way that you learn, go to different places, meet different people. I would love to do um, some stuff on the camps because that's, everyone says how amazing that is to go and learn that would just be a great thing to do but for me really it's it's just to get better to get better to seek out any opportunity that i can and say yes to it and do it really i mean we've learned this year with corona and everything all the lockdowns that you never know what is going to happen around the corner you might be flying high and going everywhere and traveling and doing cool stuff one day and the next you might be stuck at home and you can't even go to the gym so really for me this next year is just to just to do whatever I can get my hands on. Um, I don't want to say, yes, I'm going to 100% do this one thing or I'm going to achieve this one thing because realistically, who knows? I thought that last year I would be doing this, that, and the other thing, and then I wasn't. So really for me, just improve, get better, try to get into one or two different places, even if that's it. Um, work hard, say yes. Yeah, that's me. Uh, for me, um, I, like I say, I don't, I don't see this sort of period in time with this pandemic and the lockdown and things to be cancelling any plans I have. They're just slightly postponed and modified. So I still have a lot of the same goals I had. What I just see is that I will have a greater advantage in that um, I've had more of a chance to study and wrestle and look at matches and get my head around structures and things and um how certain things work that i perhaps didn't have a great understanding of before um like like through doing things like unit 10 so the way i see it is that yes i want to hit those promotions that i wanted to hit before yes i want to train at the schools i had booked into train at before um but if anything it will be even better because i'll have that little bit of experience behind me and that little bit of ring time behind me um the goal is always just to get better I just want to experience as much as I can. I want to um, perform. I think with any sort of performance art or art form of any kind, which I believe wrestling is um, a hybrid of that, um, you just want to improve. You want to explore it. You want to see what you can do with it. You want to find your niche. And you just want to improve and get better and reach new audiences. So um, I sort of come at it from that point of view. And exactly as Rosie said, it's just – a case of 
not saying, oh, I must do this in this time frame because otherwise my entire life was for nothing. Uh, <laughs> it's more about, you know what, if this comes along and I work really hard and I make sure that I'm doing everything I can, then I'll be ready for that opportunity when it comes along. And when I say yes, I will prove exactly why I've got it. Um, so, yeah, you know, take it easy, but work hard at the same time, you know, take it as it comes. And uh, you can only you can only be overjoyed with what you get out of it then. Work hard, say yes. Exactly that. Work hard, say yes. That's the motto. I, I, I can merch that. I could merch that. It's got to be on a t-shirt. That's got to be on a t-shirt, oh, surely. Yeah, work hard, say yes. Merch that, yeah. Sometimes you do. Get on like, say like no. gym attire. That's something. Yeah, like, say no to some people, kids. <laughs> yeah, it's just, Come on now. Say no to something. Or sometimes if you've got like, if I've got 800 things on the go and someone's like, can I do this? I'm just like, yes, because I have myself <laughs> to only say yes. And I'm like, I know full well I have not time for this, but I will just, you know what? Yeah, sure. So sometimes it's also okay to say no um, to counter. <laughs> okay, so so on the front of your top it says work hard, say yes, and on the back, but with an asterisk it on the back it says, although sometimes a real long script. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. no, you've got to get the you front front like, you're really tired, maybe don't fancy. The front says work hard, say yes, and the back says, unless you want to say no. <laughs> that's also fine. You would not, you wouldn't part yeah. the money for it. Get that. Right? I'll no, buy it. No, you would not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, behave yourself, I would. I'd, uh, I'd, uh, I'd sponsor it. Let's wrap it up. So it's, it's, it's real cool. <laughs> and I think like the, the underlying message, I think, is that your passion is there, isn't it, for performance, based just on your wrestling and everything you did at, uh, at college and whatnot. And, and I think it's really nice to... It was actually kind of nice to hear, I think, that, that you, you girls and Clay had all sort of been at the same college before. I feel like an oddball. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll go visit this place. <laughs> because you all got some <laughs> memories from it. Like, And, you know, it's, it sounds real cool. And it's nice to know that you're all still doing something in the entertainment you know, industry now. Um, what would you say to someone in closing that, that just, a, you know, a line or two, to someone that was thinking about getting into it but had a, had a, had a concern? What, what, what advice would you give them? That was thinking about getting into wrestling or in performing uh, performance together, any form of performance. Just give, give it a go. Work hard, say yes. No, I can. <laughs> no, just, just go. Like, just try because, just, like, why not? Life is for living. You only get one life. And if you think to myself, oh, I just really enjoy doing this or I enjoy performing in front of people. Just do a Google search, find somewhere that you can learn or train or you want to try this. Just try it because worst case scenario, you rock up, you try it. You either, either you don't like it or you're really crap at it. And life's choices, you don't have to go back, but you don't try, you don't know. You don't have to be great at something to enjoy it either. And the thing yeah, is, no, I'm not, I'm not the saying thing if you're crap, then give up immediately. You yeah. just have to be good at everything. Uh, you just have to stop. But like, yeah, either you're going to try something and it, it's for you or it's not for you. And you'll know if it's for you or if it's not for you. But just try things, try stuff. Fair. Lauren, what would you say? Um, I think a lot of what holds people back is that sort of as a nation, we're quite reserved and we're quite proud about being reserved. And we're always worried about humiliation or being vulnerable and the thing I would say is um it, and something that I have learned is that you only grow through putting yourself out there and being vulnerable it's only from moments when we're vulnerable that we grow um and if you want to stay
that's absolutely fine if you're happy. But if you think I really want to give this a go and I think I might get some happiness out of it, then honey, you got to be vulnerable and you got to go for it. So um, just, yeah, put yourself out there. It's really not going to be that bad and you'll feel so much better for it, no matter the outcome, because then you'll know. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and if all else fails, I just learn chess. Life is just way too short to not do something or say no to something because you're worried about what someone else might think of you. Like life exactly. is way. And if you want to try something because you enjoy it, then just just do it. Just go fill your boots. And in the words of RuPaul, in the words of RuPaul, what other people think of me is none of my business. So there you go. Your boots and That's then paying your bills. Pay those bitches no mind. Exactly. Get right. on room. Okay, so, so hopefully that, that's pretty good. Let me start getting real heaty, like real passionate, right? <laughs> um, I think I'm going to line a message. Give it a go. Uh, just say yes, or, or unless you don't want to, <laughs> which is pretty, <laughs> pretty fair. All right, listen, I'd love to stay and chat a little longer, but I've got to go practice my chess. So, um, <laughs> ladies, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. It was real, real cool to hear from you. And obviously, we'll see you again after the lockdown. I'm sure we can discuss again later on in the year if we're back wrestling. If we've done anything a little bit fancy you want to come on and talk about, we can have you on again. But it, we do thank you for coming on. No Thanks for having us. Yes, we will be it has been a pleasure having you guys on. And like I said, our first guests. Not just a guest, our first ones. No. Just a yes. <laughs> you never forget you your first. No. No. Unless you want to say no. Guys, Clay, listen, I'm sure I'll catch up Unless with you again you before want the to. end of the lockdown. I'm sure the first time we go to the pub, it'll be my round conveniently. Yes, sir. <laughs> it's best not to say. Thank you to everyone that's been uh, listening and we hope you enjoyed this episode and we will see you soon for another installment of Performance, Performance, Performance. And don't forget to check out Unit 10, Reach Wrestling, every week on YouTube. It's free, free, doesn't cost you any money, which for some of us performing artists is a great thing. Oh, yes it is. You can find us on Facebook, Reach Wrestling and Reach Academy. Check us out on Instagram for Reach Wrestling. Check us out on Twitter. Again, Reach Wrestling. We're everywhere. We're in Africa, we're in Asia. We're in America, we're in Australasia. If there was another planet full of other aliens, they got us too. If you've been living under a rock, you might have missed us. But even then, i got a feeling you'll see us. Check us out, Reach Wrestling. That was something really special. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.